We are kind of in week two of Emerge Family Christmas. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm glad you're part of my family. Is anyone else, anyone else in the room, like Christmas is your favorite holiday? Like Christmas is your favorite? Anyone? It's my favorite! Yeah? Christmas is your favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday. Um, I love it. And, and here's the deal. Shh. The thing about holidays, and especially about, uh, about Christmas, is that, thing that things that are normally viewed as weird are now acceptable. Like, um, like and, and things aren't, aren't just okay, but they, they be, they, they're encouraged now. And, and they become accepted now. Like, for example... People will pay money, wait in long lines with screaming kids to sit on the lap of some stranger and ask for some toys, to get a picture and ask for some toys. Like, if, if here's the deal. If Santa were just some guy, it would be pretty weird, right? Right. If that Santa in the mall were just some guy, if it wasn't actually Santa, that would be pretty weird. Um, I, 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 like you don't do that any other time of the year. It's pretty weird. So there's this other thing that people will do um, at Christmas time is they will all these people will load up in a car and they will drive around and look at Christmas lights. Anybody do that? Yeah, yeah, some of you guys will do that. Um, here's, here's, here's the deal. Listen, just the thing about that. Here's what's weird about that. Um, here's what that looks like. You wait until it's dark. And the lights go out. And then you go through Starbucks drive-thru. Some of you guys will actually get a coffee. Some of you guys will get like a strawberries and cream frappuccino. Then... In your loaded car full of people, you will drive into neighborhoods that you don't normally go to. You pull up to people's houses. You'll park your car and turn the lights off. Roll the window down about this much. And just stare at people's houses. Is that not creepy? That's a little weird. Like, if it were any other time of the year, that would not be normal. That would not be normal. Like, people would be calling the police on you. Like, I promise you. Like, you pull up, you, you watch someone's house. Hey, look at that one. That's pretty cool. Ho, ho, ho. And, like, it's... Like your eyes are like just above the window and like it looks so creepy. And, but this is a thing that's viewed as normal around the holidays. And another thing, ugly Christmas sweaters. Year round, ugly Christmas sweaters. What? Um, by the way, by the way, if you have one, wear it next week for our Emerge Christmas party. It'll be a good night. Um, but one reason, listen. One reason we accept these things is because it's the holidays and you're spending time with family and friends. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal about family. Family should love you no matter what. 
I know, like, you do things, you mess up, you make mistakes, but family should love you no matter what. And, and, um, but maybe you're here tonight and you're like, but Pastor Jeremy, you say that, but you don't know my family. Like, my family is actually crazy. My family is really, you don't know what it's like in my home. They are actually nuts. Maybe your parents are, uh, in, you're in this room tonight, maybe your parents are separated. And maybe you can't relate to what I'm talking about. Um, you need to know this. Listen, 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 listen. You need to know this. Um, you are always welcome to our Emerge family. Right? Right? You're always welcome to our Emerge family. Look at the person next to you, give them a fist bump and say, welcome to the family. Say it in your best mobster voice. Welcome to the family. Yeah. All right, so. Well, here, here's the deal. In the Bible, there's this story. There's this story. Listen, listen, listen. There's this story about family that I'm going to read. A lot of you guys, shh, a lot of you guys have probably heard this story before. Um, but honestly, kind of like last week, this story is a little bit long. Um, but I'm going to read it all and I'm going to expect you guys to pay attention and to hear this. I'm going to read this story and we're going to go through it and I'm going to try to move pretty fast. Um, if you got your Bible, go to the book of Luke 15. Luke, Luke 15. Luke 15. And we're going to start in verse 11 and we're going to read to 24. And it's going to be on the screen so you can follow along there as well. But it goes like this. It go where to go. Oh, I'm in Romans. That's weird. That's the wrong Luke. Okay. Okay, here we are. Here here it is. Okay. And we begin. Verse 11. It says, And he said there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided... He divided the property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had, and he took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out uh, to one of the citizens of, citizens of that country, who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Not a cool job. And he was uh, longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. Basically, the pigs ate better than he did. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he rose and he came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, it's kind of funny, like he ran and his dad hugged him and he was like trying to explain to his dad, but his dad wasn't having none of it. 
He was like, he's like, I don't even, I'm not even going to respond to you right now. Servants. Like he's calling his people. He's like, hurry quickly, go get the best robe and, and, um, and put it on him and, and to put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let's celebrate. Basically, they're not being like, yeah, let's kill the calf. Woo, celebrate. But they, they were going to feast, basically. Um, they weren't like killing calves for fun, just so you know. Um, so he said, and then it goes on, verse 24. So for this, uh, my son was dead and he is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Anybody like to celebrate? Yeah. I like to celebrate. I like to party. I like to have a good time. You do not party. You do. I know for a fact. Anyways, um, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, there's, this is a beautiful story about family. It's a great story about family. But more than that, it's a story about God's love for you and I. And, and basically what it's, it's, it's saying that no matter what you do, no matter how far you run away, even if it seems like you ruin everything, you mess up everything, God will still welcome you home. He will still love you. He'll still welcome you home. And I don't know about you guys, but that's a family that I want to be a part of. That's a family that I want to be a part of. Like I've said before, even if you're in this room here tonight, even if you're not a believer yet, you don't believe in Christ yet, you, you, you haven't confessed your faith in him yet, even if you aren't so sure yet about this Jesus thing, you need to know that you can belong here before you become, before you believe. You're welcome to belong here. You're welcome to be a part of our family before you even believe. And, and before you decide to, to live the things that we do, before you decide to act the way that we do, before you, before you confess and before you say the things that we say, you're here tonight and, and it's not by accident. It's not by coincidence. You're here tonight for a reason. <clears throat> now, Jesus, if you understand anything about Jesus, he was a pro at loving people. Like he was the best at loving people. He loved everyone and it showed. But Jesus, he understood that accepting people didn't mean that he was supporting their lifestyle. It didn't mean he was supporting their choices, but he chose them to love them. He, he chose to love them despite where they're at, despite what they believed, despite what they thought, despite who they were. He loved them no matter what. <clears throat> Jesus knew that love was the only way that people were going to be drawn into the family of God. You need to know that family is built on relationships. Family is built on relationships. You need, if, now, if, if you've read the stories about Jesus, <clears throat> you know, like, Jesus could draw a crowd. Like, he could draw, he could show up and, like, a crowd would surround, like, do some miracles, Jesus. You know, like he, he, Jesus could draw a crowd. That's, that's cool. Could someone bring me a drink of water, please? <coughs> um, <coughs> that's really cool, but you need to know this as well. Jesus actually took the time to sit down and spend time with people. <coughs> he didn't just draw a crowd, but he spent time with people. We need to begin to see people the way that Jesus sees people. We need to see people the way that God sees people. In the story, we read that the father acknowledged his son 
in the same way that God acknowledges us in our brokenness, in our sin, in our mess ups, in our mistakes. Could we give Johnny a big hand? Oh, yeah. That's one of the best birthday gifts I've gotten so far. <laughs> but here's the deal. I, I was trying to make a point there. You need to know this. Just in the same way that story, the father acknowledged his son from a long ways off. Jesus, he still sees where we're at. And he still acknowledges where we're at in our brokenness, in our mess ups, in our sins, in our mistakes. And he, kind of like what we talked about last week, he is coming at us with arms open, open wide saying, you are still a part of our family. You are still welcome here. I still love you. And every time you come back home, I'm going to throw a party for you. We're going to celebrate and it's going to be a joyous time. We have to see people the way that God sees them because family is built on relationships. Let me ask you this. Who in your life is God asking you to develop a relationship with? I don't mean like girls in the room are like, I'd like to develop a relationship with that guy. Like that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Or like guys are like, Hey girl, we should uh, develop a relationship together. Like, no, 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 don't, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking, here's what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm talking about young men, you guys challenging your friends, challenging other young men to, to in, in their relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about young ladies, encouraging, lifting up and helping other young ladies in their relationship with Jesus. That's what families do. See, like you older students in the room may be like, like middle schoolers are so weird and they're so annoying and they're a little, little, little different. But here's the deal. You need to know this. Listen, high school students, high school, listen, that was just you. So chill out a little bit. Like give us all a break. That was just you. You were just that annoying, that, that smelly, that awkward middle school student. Maybe not smelly. But here's the deal. Here's what I'm asking you guys. Listen, <laughs> if people are smelling each other, don't do that. Um, I, here, and I'm not, listen, I'm not asking you to be best friends. I'm not asking you to hang out all the time. I'm not asking you, but here's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to be an encourager. I'm asking you to be an uplifter. I'm asking you to be a help. I'm asking you to offer prayer. To walk up to one of our students and be like, hey, how can I pray with you? Man, I don't know about you guys. Uh, and you guys are closer to this. You are this age. But like if someone or a friend or a guy I knew in youth that I kind of looked up to came to me and said, hey, how can I pray with you? Or, or gave me some encouragement or say, hey, I'm glad you're here. You're pretty awesome. Man, like for me, when I was that age, I would have been like, I would have, I would have totally played it off cool. But I, inside, I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> like, it would have been totally like in, like it would have been like awesome. Yeah. It would have been so great. Um, I, I haven't really talked about this much, but like one of the greatest influences, and I don't even think he, he even knew it. One of the greatest influences in my life, uh, when I was, a, I was a middle school kid, this guy was a high schooler, only a couple, few years older than I was. Um, his name was Jesse. And you got to believe, like, I was this awkward, little bitty 
tiny middle school kid. Like, awkward. Um, but here's the deal about Jesse. Jesse got it. He understood it. Like, we didn't, we didn't hang out. We weren't buddies. Like, well, there was this one time after church, he took me to Sonic in his truck. Oh, my gosh. You guys... That was so awesome. It was so cool. Like, obviously, I didn't drive, but this guy was so awesome. And, and he took me to Sonic in his coolest moment. But Jesse, listen, he simply took the time to say hello. He simply took the, the opportunities to encourage me. He simply took opportunities to, to speak life into me, to say, hey, how was your day? Um, whatever it was, he took those opportunities. And, and if, if ever, ever there was a time that I responded for prayer, Jesse was right there. He was right there. And, and here's the deal. We need family like that. We need family like that. We have to be that for each other. I know sometimes we're so weird and we're so awkward and around each other or other people are weird in the room. Um, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. We need each other. We're all part of the family of God, right? Some people wear funny socks on top of their jeans. But we still need... Thanks, thanks for being on the team, guys. Uh, but we still... Listen, listen. We still need each other, no matter what. No matter what. Uh, we need family like that. Jesus was around people all the time, but there's there's a difference between being around people and being with people. Jesus took the the time, the opportunities to be with people because of the love he had for people. If there's someone in your life, um, it, well, let me ask you this. Is there someone in your life that God's asking you to develop a relationship with? That God's saying, hey, there's there's this, guy across the room. There's this, there's this girl across the room. They really could use some encouragement. They could really use someone, some help. They could really use someone to speak life into them and to encourage them. You guys, you don't realize how much that builds someone up. You don't realize how much that strengthens someone. You don't realize how huge uh, that can be for someone, for you to go and to, to speak life or for you to go and be like, hey, how can I pray with you? Or you could just be like, how could I, do you want to hang out sometime? Like, yeah, like, you know, you, you, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. And that's what family should do for each other. Um, but here's the deal. We, we accept people by living in relationship with them. We love people by living in relationship with them. We can treat, we can speak truth if we live in relationship with people. See, I've had people who, who have came, came to me and spoke truth into my life, and man, it hurt. Like, they called me out on things that I was doing, and it hurt. But because that person didn't have a relationship with me, that person didn't have a friendship with me, I totally blew it off. But I've also had people in my life that, that I knew loved me, that I knew cared for me, that came to me and said, hey, I know you're doing this wrong, and I know you're, you're doing this or you're, whatever it was. And I'm like... You're right. You're so right. And I accepted it. And, and, I, and I, I accepted it into my life because I knew the person speak to, speaking to me loves me and they cared for me. And, 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 and it was just such a, a life-changing thing for me. Relationships are everything. Friend, we talk about here how we're a family 
made of friends. Man, let's live like it. Let's act like it. Let's be people who love each other no matter what. Um, The father knew that the son had done wrong and that he had messed up, that he was foolish. But he loved him despite the circumstances. He loved him no matter what. The second thing you need to know tonight is that uh, you need to know that family loves no matter what. Family loves no matter what. No matter what the son did, the father still loved him. Family is love. But real love, it's not based on circumstances. You know, because a lot of times we love people because of what they can do for us. Or we love people for... uh, Hey, that guy's got a lot of money. Let's be his friend. You know, like we love people based on circumstances. Like seriously, we love people like based on like they could drive me around. This could be awesome. Like, you know, they buy me food, like whatever it is. Sometimes we love people based on circumstances. Some of you guys, you you guys, you have parents in your life. And you know that you've done plenty of wrong things. And they still love you anyways. You may not feel like it at the moment, but they still love you anyways. Some of you guys you in here, you have, you have not been some great kids. But your parents have continued to love you. People will know that you're a part of the family of God by your love. It says this in John 13, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Isn't that verse there kind of redundant? Like, it really just kind of really pushes it. It really kind of makes a statement. It really says it right there. It really says, how many times in there, like, you need to love each other. Love each other. You need to love each other. Like, it's a, a, a new command I give you. Love each other, just like I loved you. How much did Jesus love us? Longer than a Home Depot receipt, that's for sure. Um, so he, he says, you ever seen a Home Depot receipt? It's like this. Okay, sorry. Um, but he says this. Listen, I'm sorry, I got off track. But he says, I love you, a new command that I give you. I, I love one another just like I love you. And then he goes on as he says it again. He says, so you must love one another. And because you love one another by this, everybody will know that you're my disciples. If you love one another. Maybe there are students here tonight and you need to be reminded that people will know that you're a follower of Jesus by your love. You need to be reminded of that tonight, that people will know. By your love. Let me ask you this. Does the way you love people reflect the way Jesus loves us? The way you love other people, does it reflect the way Jesus loves us? Let that sink in for a moment. Think about who you are. Think about your life. Think about how you treat people. Does the way you love reflect Christ's love? When you and I were broken, Jesus saw us. We did all types of things and Jesus saw us and he forgave us. We did all kinds of things again and again and again. And Jesus was there and he's he's always saying, I love you no matter what. 
forever and always. Does the way we love people reflect the way Jesus loves us? We should be known as a group of people who love Jesus and love others and love people. That's kind of funny because that just so happens to be the mission of our church. Is that we love God and we love others. And and I get it. I, I totally understand. There are some people that are hard to love. There are some people that are so difficult to love. And some people are straight up weird. And some people are straight up not friendly. And they're, they're tough to love. And there's some be- I, I get it. I totally understand it. It's, 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 love to, it's hard to love people who drive slow in the fast lane. Like, it's hard to love people who listen to country music. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's hard to love people who love cats. Um, live in, in, if you live in Kansas City or this area, which most of you guys do, um, it's hard to love people who are Raiders fans or Broncos fans. Like, it's, it's, if you're a Missouri fan, it's hard to love Kansas fans. Like, um, but here's the deal. Jordan, we love you anyways. He's a Kansas fan. But loving people isn't always, listen, listen. Loving people isn't always easy because people are different than us. Look around the room. Does anyone look the exact same as you? No, no, no one is as pretty, as good looking as you are, right? Here's, here's another truth. Listen, here's another truth. Listen, people will continually fail you. Has anyone had someone fail you in your life? Yeah, not like grades, not your grades. Um, but people will continually, listen, shh, you may think that you're the most trustworthy person there is. You may think you're the most consistent, the most faithful, but I have news for you. Listen, you're, you're going to fail people in this life. And people are going to fail you. And think about this story. The son asked his father for his inheritance. Some of you guys are like, what's that? Well, you talk to your parents. But um, he asked for his inheritance. And then he, he takes all his money, all of his stuff, and he moves far away. He moves far away. He's like, peace out, guys. I'm out of here. And he, he goes to this far country. He wastes all of his money. <clears throat> and, and he loses all of his money. And, and all of a sudden, he's poor. And he has nothing. He's spending everything. And the Bible talks about how he spent it on wild living and, and all kinds of stuff. And then eventually, he realizes that, you know what? Pigs live better than I do. Like, and, and he has this idea. He's like, man, this is no fun. This is no good. I'm basically living on the streets. He has this idea that he, he's basically saying, you know what? I could go back and I could ask my father if I could just come back and be a worker on his farm. If I could just come back and be a worker at his place. And the Bible says that as the father saw him in the distance, he ran to him. And I don't know if you guys know this, but back in this day, for for a father, for a man, you know, because they wore the, the dress skirt things, for a man to, to pull up his skirt and to actually run was a huge deal. You got to imagine his dad was so excited. His dad was so pumped up. He, he was like, is that? No. Is it? Is that, it could, no, it couldn't be. It is. Like, he's like, boom. And it was a huge deal for for a, a man to do that in this culture. Like, and, and 
here's what I'm thinking when I first read the story. I was like, oh, that the dad's going to be like getting right in his face. Like, you dummy, you, you wasted everything. You, you wasted all your inheritance. What are you going to do now? Like, he's, he's like, I told you so. But instead, the father sprints to him. He embraces him. And, and he welcomes him back with arms open wide. How many of us are, are lo- actually loving people instead of waiting for the opportunity to say, I told you so. I knew I was right. You don't belong here. You can't hang with us. You're not a part of our family. So even though it's hard to love people at times, God has given us the ability to love people beyond what we're capable He's given us the ability to love people beyond what we're capable. Maybe tonight you're saying, Jeremy, it's hard to love people. People are weird. People are crazy. But I'm telling you tonight that God has given you the capability through the Holy Spirit in your life to love people beyond what you're capable of. First John 4, 7, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God. And he knows God. What's that saying? It's saying if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, God has given you the ability to love. He's given you the ability to love people beyond what you're even capable. If you truly, if you want to truly know who Jesus is in your life, then you need to love people the way that Jesus loves people. It's our job to love people, and it's God's job to transform people. Sometimes we get that backwards. Like if, you, if you're like me, I struggle with that sometimes. I see somebody making bad decisions or doing bad things, and they're going down a wrong path, and it's so tempting to just go and try to fix it. That doesn't mean, but it, you need to know this, that doesn't mean we don't speak truth to our friends, but understand it's God's job to transform people, to change people. When we love people, people will see Jesus. When we love people unconditionally, people will see Jesus. We don't love people because we want them to think we're cool. We don't love people because we, we want them to love us back. We, we're called to love people so people will see Jesus and recognize that even if they have a broken family, that God loves them and he welcomes them into his family. He's saying, all you have to do is love people the way that I love people and I will transform their life. Tonight, you're here, maybe you're here in this room and you're already, you say, I love Jesus. I I already love Jesus. Um, I have a relationship with him um, where, where somebody, maybe someone, an older person or a friend or a family member, but someone showed the love of Jesus to you into your life. And you remember how that changed you. You remember how that affected you. You remember that person who spoke into your life. I remember uh, being an elementary school kid and there was this old lady who taught my Sunday school class. Her name was Judy Libby. The sweetest, kindest old lady. And she, she loved, you could tell that she loved us. And you could see her passion for Jesus. That lady, part of what she did for me, she, she changed my life. Because I saw Jesus' love in her. Like I talked about a minute ago, Jesse. 
Jesse probably didn't have two cares, really. Maybe he did. But he spoke into my life. He spent time with me. He encouraged me. That changed my life. I've had many pastors, many leaders, many friends just just say, hey, hope you're doing awesome today. How can I pray with you? Or, hey, what, what, what can I do? Hey, I love you. And I just want you to know you're doing an awesome job. Or whatever it is, someone to just speak into your life. And like, like for me, I'm like, yeah. Like it just re-energizes me and it re- reinvigorates me. And I'm just like, thank you for showing Jesus love into my life. Like one thing for me, and, and I haven't even said anything yet because I'm a big crybaby. But I don't know if you were here Sunday, but David said the kindest words Sunday morning. And and when he recognized me in front of the church for my birthday. And, and uh, man, that was like for me, that was like, that you never know what your words or your actions or the things that you do or the things that you say can really, really, really speak to someone's life, can really, really change someone's life. Show the love of Jesus to people and it'll change their life. I guarantee you. Um, I, I want you to just take a moment. And maybe maybe that hasn't happened for you, but maybe it has. But I want you to take a moment and think back. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it was a leader. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a parent or a relative or family member. But that person or persons who who you saw that love of God, that love of Jesus in your life. And, and I want to challenge you in this room tonight to be that for somebody else. To be that for somebody else. Loving people. Finally, last thing is this. Can we have our band go ahead and come up? The last thing is this. Loving people will bring people to praise God. If you love people, people will find Jesus. It says this in, in Romans 15. It says, May, uh, 15 verse 5. It says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God, our Father, Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Are you loving God by loving other people? As we talk about this Emerge Family Christmas and as we talk about one of our values here is that we're a family made of friends. We want everybody who comes in here to feel like that they belong we want them to feel like they belong that they're welcome that they're a part of our family but even more than that there's a world out there outside of these walls that you spent most of your week in my hope and my prayer is that church would not be a thing where you just show up and you experience the love of God, but that you would take it outside of these walls and you would show that love to people at your school, at your home, at your work, uh, in your life, to your friends, that you would love people through all circumstances, through your love. People will see Jesus. Like that verse says, that God will be glorified in the way that you love people.
We want to be the kind of people who encourage people. We want to be the kind of people who lift others up to that help people walk through their, their difficulties of life and their circumstances of life. And that we would run to them with arms open wide because that's what Jesus does for us. And that's what we should do too. Because the same God that transformed our life, that transformed my life, is the same God that wants to transform theirs too.